rockzone.com. Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to a Thursday edition of Two Guys at a Mic here on the TalkZone.com. Guy number two today, Mr. Seth Gruen making his debut on mic number two. We thank everybody for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday, at least here in the fine city of Chicago. Seth, great to have you, my friend, uh, part of the program. Well, Coach, it's great to be back with you and great to see your new digs here. Yeah, the TalkZone.com, our uh, beautiful, beautiful headquarters here in uh, Morton Grove, Illinois, but uh, not a bad setup here. Very nicely done. No, not at all. You got two TVs here. You got Sports mm-hmm. Center on one. Looks like ESPN News on the other. Mm-hmm. So we got all we need here, huh? Could almost act like you're a professional, Seth, or at least you play one from 10 to 11 every Monday through Friday, right? I guess so, yeah. Beautiful. Baseball fans, you got to be, uh, well, I guess if you're a real baseball fan, you might be a little depressed because the baseball season, and why not? It's November 5th. Has finally come to an end. The New York Yankees, Seth, win the World Series, their 27th World Series. And tell me again how many of our beloved Chicago Cubs won. Not in my lifetime, but but one total. One total. <laughs> Which is, you know, I was, it's funny. I, I covered the the last Cubs game of the season, and, and Eric Burns was coming out of the, uh, you know, the Diamondbacks clubhouse and looking up at the numbers, and he's just like, joking around he, he didn't mean anything by it but he's like how is that possible in a hundred years they've only won one how is that possible <laughs> let me ask you this uh, as a historian that i know you are at least i certainly hope you are because i am not how many of the new york yankees 27 have come after when did the cubs win there's 1911 1908 yeah well the, the new york yankees first world series was okay. 27 was it 1927 Mm-hmm. That was the first they've won. That was the first they've won. So they've won 27. See, I thought a few of them came before that. Nope. Before the Cubs nope. won theirs. So this, that even rubbed salt into our Chicago wounds. So they've won 27 in the period that the Cubs have uh, failed to win any. Yep, I guess so. Makes us look real wow. bad. That real would run bad. under the category of not good. If you're out there listening in your particular sports team you root for, nears. Doesn't have to be exactly even, but nears. The frustration of our Chicago Cubs, we could, uh, you know, it's the end of baseball. If you're a baseball fan and we're a little depressed about that, we might as well cry in our little crying towel if we can for a brief moment, period of time. If you root for a sports team, maybe even other than baseball, that you are frustrated about the losing with over an extended period of time, uh, we are right here for you. We can cry together, right? Yeah, you're not absolutely. feeling good. you got tears in your eyes already. Yeah, I'm not feeling I tell you, I've, I've been under the weather lately, as I told you off air, and seeing the Yankees won just made me sicker I, I i do not like the yankees i'm not a yankee fan so mm-hmm. one one of the most despised franchises in sports as far as my uh fandom right. is concerned so. all right so it's not for you health wise you weren't feeling good to begin with by the way the flu that you have hopefully not of the contagious version as i said yeah. about as far apart from you as we possibly can yeah don't worry I, i've gotten the flu shot so you did Think, think, things are covered in that department. Now, did you take the shot uh, via the inhaler? No, mist see, I haven't, gotten the, I haven't gotten the H1N1 yet. You so. haven't? Ah, no. 
that could be a problem. 888-463-6748. That's our phone number here on the talkzone.com. Two guys and a mic. You can email us always at Mike. Two guys, a little bit confusing. We kind of reverse it around for our email. We apologize. But Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. That is our email address. Send in your emails, your comments. We'll try to read them out over the air. That's Mike spelled M-I-C and the number two. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. So you're already feeling lousy health-wise. Then you watched the Yankees win last night. I know you were a Yankee hater, so you really got to be in the dumps this morning. But uh, I would think, Seth, as the true professional that you are, by the way, Dave Olson, we do have a laughing button in there. So every time I call my partner a true professional, feel free to put uh, some kind of sound effect in. But as a true professional, you had to respect, at least I did, the way the New York Yankees approached the game this year. Uh, you know, there's a lot to hate about them, but they do play the game the right way, and they were awfully good this World well, Series. Well, sure, no, no, no doubt. But I don't think there's much management that goes in them, you know, managing that team, so to speak. All you got to do is fill, fill out a lineup card that's a roster full of all-stars. Yeah, there's two schools of thought, and, and already you're taking a shot at my guy. Because one Girardi. of my notes today, you know, Joe Girardi, Northwestern University's very own, for the new listeners out there, and just about everybody is a new listener, as you're well aware, Seth. This is week number one. This is our debut week here on the TalkZone.com, an honor and a privilege, no doubt. At least one out of the two. But Joe Girardi, the manager of the Yankee, was a, a local guy from Peoria, Illinois. And he did his college ball, played his college ball at Northwestern University. So I'd hopefully throw also some kudos out Cobb. to him, but you're basically saying uh, throw a ball out and they could have won anyways. Yeah, I, I, I really believe that. I, there's just, I mean, when you look top to bottom, I mean, you've got one of the best hitting second basemen in baseball. You've got one of the best shortstops in baseball. You've got possibly when his career is over, the most prolific third baseman to ever play the game. Oh, and just to round things out in the infield, you had the, the, probably the most valuable player in the American League. Right, in Mark, Mark Teixeira. Teixeira. Sorry. And how rare is that, Coach, where you, you get a guy who plays a gold glove first base for you mm-hmm. and is a switch hitting power hitter. Very, very rare. Very rare. Now, I didn't watch him play that much. His previous team was who, the Angels? I know he played for a couple He played with teams. the Angels. He played with the Braves. He also played with okay. the Rangers. Yeah, and I knew he was good, but, you know, you don't get to watch that much Anaheim Angel baseball when you're – 50-something years old, living in the Chicago area. My bedtime and the timing of the Anaheim Angel games do not exactly go hand-in-hand. But, uh, you know, I knew he was a good ball player, followed him a little bit, but wow. You watched him play for the Yankees, and I question how much they paid for him, but that guy is the real deal, both defensively, offensively. It seems to be a pretty uh, good character guy as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he seems seems to play the game right. You know, you have a lot of guys who kind of screw around and are worried about their contracts and Calling up to the press box when there's an error, uh, a la Orlando Cabrera. But certainly, you know, he, he does play the game right and he's a Boris guy. So there's no, no, you know, it's obvious why he went to the Yankees. But, um. A Boris guy meaning not a boring guy. No, but not a boring a guy. Agent, his agent. Agent, Scott Boris. Scott Boris, me. the much hated Scott Boris. Yeah, you can tell this is all affecting my head too, this, uh. Yes. Little whatever I have, swine You might flu need to have or, a couple more flying, flu shots. Yeah, I, you might I need the so. reverse of the flu shot that you have and, and cancel out that previous flu shot, and then your system will be totally messed up. Right, right. I was. This is the first flu shot I've ever taken, actually. I was nervous that it might make me sick, mm-hmm. but I had the flu shot like a month and a half ago. So Where did you go, Walgreens, CVS? No, uh, I, didn't. I actually went to my doctor. Really? And it's, it's, it's a good thing I did go there because I found out he stopped taking 
my specific insurance. I have Blue Cross Blue Shield. Mm-hmm. Used to be able to walk in anywhere with Blue Cross Blue Shield. But I have Choice Select, which is better. But they say we don't take Choice Select. So I've had to switch doctors and going to see the new doctor today. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but it's, they it's actually a good gave thing. You the, I, they gave you the flu shot right in the office. Oh, yeah. You know, you go back there, they uh-huh. put some sort but, of alcohol but, on But not there. the H1N1. No. Okay. Because that's just Very for high-risk patients now. Huh? They haven't given that to the mainstream public yet. Pregnant women, little kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we've not gone that. I, I've never had a flu shot. Really? I have never taken a flu shot. And you got kids, too. Yeah, and, and you know, we don't typically do that either, and this year is the first year I've questioned it. We still haven't. But uh, if we have any medical doctors out there possibly listening to the Two guys at a Mike Sports Show can help us out a little bit. Uh, you know, the, the flu shot, it's available at your local Walgreens. CVS. CV, it just seems a little bit odd to go to a drugstore to get your flu shot. Which is why I went to my doctor. Huh. I don't know. Maybe I need to go to your doctor. I don't think. Look, I'm sick. That's yeah. true. It didn't do a whole lot of good for yeah. you, did it? All right. 888-463-6748. The phone number again, Mike. Two guys at AOL.com, our website, uh, the 27th World Series. I didn't even realize it, like a complete dummy I am. Apparently, Joe Girardi, the manager of the Yankees, wears number 27. Yes, he right? does. Yes, and he, he asked does. for that jersey, obviously, before yesterday. They had won 26. His goal in the, as a Cub player, surprisingly, he never won a World Series. So as a manager, when he took over the Yankees, that was his goal. He achieved it yesterday, and uh, number 27 wins. They're 27. Pretty cool. Yeah, kind of, but what does that mean now he's not going to win 28? Because that won't sit well with the, with the big boys. Well, the, he's talking about changing his number for next year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. First, he had to check the roster and see if, you know, number 28 has been retired with the Yankees, like half the numbers, right? Yeah. Our right. retired numbers, but yeah, he was talking about switching. That'd well, is it cool. Robinson Cano, their second baseman, number 28? That, if it is, then I don't think he'll make that switch. Yeah, I guess not. Huh. But, but you know, there they go, 27th World Series with Hideki Matsui, by the way. Wins your MVP award. He was on fire yesterday. Six RBIs. I think I fell asleep with the score seven to one. The Philadelphia Phillies made a little bit of a comeback, right, uh, on Andy Pettit, but Mariano Rivera came in for what, the final five outs? Final six outs, I believe. And, and then, then basically was, shut him down. Yeah, the, the greatest the, playoff closer in history gets the uh, save. And arguably one of the greatest closers in history. Coach, I mean, this guy shortens games, and we—if you, you look at the closer position, I think it's one of the most interesting in sports because there's so little continuity from one year to another. And you look at Brad Lidge, a guy who never, who didn't blow a save in '08, had just a horrible '09. And I think it's one of the toughest positions in, in sports to find some consistency over time. Certainly, with the Chicago Cubs, they've had uh, trouble doing that. I was going to say, look, look at how many, yeah, look at how many closers the Cubs have had. So if you're going to pay big bucks. For an extended amount of time, probably doing it on a closer, not your best bet. Eric Gagne made all-star money. Remember mm-hmm. when he was with L.A., went from a starting pitcher to a closer? And now, what's he doing? Middle relief for the Brewers? Mm-hmm. I almost said, well, I almost said the Brewers, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our beloved Chicago Cubs have had a lot of really great closers come to Chicago. The problem is, for the most part, they've been really great before they came to Chicago, right? Right, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rod- and then once they become the closer for the Chicago Cubs, not so good. Mel Rojas, Dave um, Jones, was it the Hall of Famer from the the, uh, the or the great closer from the Houston Astros who was a complete bust for the Cubs? I mean, they've had a bunch. 
that they bring in were very, very good, and then all of a sudden they join the Chicago Cubs, and not so good. Well, it's a, like I said, it's a very difficult position to fill. I mean, come to mind, closers in recent history, Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman. I think they're the elite, and then there's a serious drop-down. Mm-hmm. There really is. I mean, you look at uh, the 08 season when the Cubs had Carlos Marmol was on, you know, in his groove, and they had Kerry Wood. Those guys shortened games. Good bullpens, good closers can shorten games if yep. they're lights out. Baseball season coming to an end. Won't be talking too much baseball, though. By the way, I did hear there was a trade that was made late in the uh, Chicago area here. I think maybe just like an hour ago, and I believe the White Sox, uh, the White Sox, not the Cubs, have traded for Mark Tehan. From the Kansas City Royals, what better team to pick up a player than the Kansas City Royals? Chris Getz, their second baseman. Josh Fields, their third baseman, traded. And I believe we are the eighth show to report that. Oh, after okay. ESPN that's, that's and a few other ones. Way to go, uh, two guys in the Mike research department. Yeah. Thing. Well, not bad. We're climbing up the, you know, up the ladder. One of these days, we might be the first to report something. Hey, who knows? Those will be the days. Then we'll be kicking it up. And <laughs> All right, you want, to us talk, <laughs> you want to talk some World Series baseball as baseball does come to a close? Yankees knock off the Phillies 7-3 to three yesterday. Hideki Matsui, six RBIs, not for the series, but six RBIs in one game, and he is named your MVP. We'll talk about it when we come back. Our phone lines are open, 888-463. Did I put an extra eight in there? Yes, you did. Thank you. 888 888- Eight. No stuttering problem here. 463-6748. Again, the emails at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. Our producer, David, the bodyguard Olson. He's strong. He's silent. You've seen bodyguards, right? They yeah, stay in the background. Mm-hmm. Arms crossed. They protect you, as David does. They stay out of the way, as David does most of the time. But they are there for your support. The bodyguard, David Olson, our producer. Back in a minute. TalkZone.com. Guys and a mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And we are back, two guys and a mic. Brand new show on the talkzone.com. If you are listening out there, thank you so much for joining us. Brand new show. We're going to be with you every Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 Central Time. Of course, out east to south, we will be a bit of a lunchtime show, a lunch break show from 11 to 12 and out west. In our western United States, you can wake up a little breakfast with two guys and a mic. What better way to wake up? I well, can't I think of one. Could possibly think of better. And and if you wake up two or three in the morning, you can listen to listen to it via podcast. Correct? Absolutely. I've done that. Twenty four seven. You're lonely. You're having trouble sleeping. Not feeling good. You can punch up the talkzone.com. They got all the great shows on here, sports and otherwise. But uh, you can certainly punch up two guys and a mic. And if you're lonely, we are there for you 24-7. And why not? We are a great company. (laughs) 888-463-6748. 
48, the phone number, Mike, two guys at AOL.com, the email address. You want to send some emails, we'll read them out over the air, assuming they're properly appropriate. You were mentioning Alex Rodriguez, the great superstar who's had, to be nice about it, a fair amount of uh, little troubles off the field, shall we say, but uh, I believe the word you said before the show was, was. Is Alex he, Rodriguez vindicated. Was he, is he vindicated as a, as a quote unquote playoff performer? I think that's a big question. And I think that's a question that's going to surround this offseason. It's not one, quite frankly, I've lost any sleep over. No, 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 no. But it's, it's one of those sports quandaries. I think the answer is no, coach. Because you're called. I mean, mis- you know, he's, he's spending the night with Kate Hudson. Does he yeah. really care if he's vindicated or not? That's his craft. I don't know. Who is Kate Hudson? Yeah, I don't even think she's the hottest Yankee wag wife and girlfriend. She's not even the best looking. Who are you going with? Sawara, going with Sawara Matsui, Hideki's no, I, I, wife? I'm going with... Huh? No, no. I'm going with... Uh, Hideki, a good looking guy, by the way. I've always had a s- strange attraction to a Hideki Matsui. I've never quite figured it hey, out, but... How you doing? Thank you very much. There's a certain chemistry Maybe there. We Which Yankee wife would you... Partner. Oh, you're going you're gonna to go Jorge Posada, aren't you? No, I'm not, I'm not going to go Jorge Posada. Huh? Go well, his wife is, is beautiful. No, but I'm uh, Minka Kelly, Derek Jeter's girlfriend. Ah. Friday Night Lights girl. Ah. This would be a great poll question. Do you do polls here? We uh, don't, but it's a brand new show. We, you know, things are developing as we speak. We're going to play Beat the Schmoes. We'll talk about that a little bit later on uh, Football Friday tomorrow. No, that's going to be great. Yeah. All yeah. right. So not a Yankee wife, but Yankee girlfriend. Yankee girlfriend. She plays, uh, or she played Lila on Friday Night Lights. I think she's going to make a few. Mm-hmm. Guest appearances this season, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's she's gorgeous. And there are rumors that uh, in the long illustrious career of Derek Jeter, both on field and off, that this could be finally could be could be uh, a little matrimony for a, a Derek Jeter, right? Or am I reading the wrong rumor mill? Is there speculation that he's going to get married? I believe uh, not the A Rod vindication, but there is speculation. You know, there's, be careful not to confuse those two, by the way. Vindication and speculation. Don't confuse the two with A-Rod. It's vindication with Derek Jeter. It's speculation. Thank you very much. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, that's a great poll question. The, the Yankees, they date a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. you got Alex Rodriguez with Kate Hudson, mm-hmm. um, Mickey Kelly, Derek Jeter. you got Johnny Damon. Uh, his wife was a Playboy centerfold. Really? Mm-hmm. Sure, you're not confusing Johnny Damon and Scott Podsednik. No, his wife, Lisa Durgan <laughs> Podsednik. I mean, she she blows every other White Sox wife away. Should we spread the rumor now about Robinson Cano and say uh, Megan Fox? I don't know if it's true or not, but what the heck? As long as we're throwing allegedly uh, sure, why not? rumors out there, what the heck? It makes you wonder. Like, y- you take Reggie Bush, yep. for example, guy having a bad year, right? You, you know, he's not having a great year fantasy-wise. Yeah. Do you play fantasy well, football? People, I do not. You do not. No. But you wonder how, after he got back together with Kim Kardashian, how many more fantasy teams picked him up? Mm-hmm. How much does that raise his stock? I would say in actual sports, very little in the fantasy <laughs> leagues. I don't know Possibly. the fantasy people very well, but the little bit I know him, probably his stock is rising. Right. It's like Hank Basket. Not, not just his stock is rising. Hank Basket, a marginal receiver on the uh, on, on the Eagles to start the season, a guy who was dropped. How many more people do you think drafted him because he married Kendra Wilkins? Oh, that's right. I never, Mixing I'll in a little pop further, culture, I never even knew who Hank Bassett was. Yeah, until he married. And who did he marry? Kendra Wilkinson. I don't know who Kendra one Wilkinson is. One of the girls is. next door. One, one of, of the Hugh girls Hafner's next door. ex-girlfriends. Ah. Wow. 
Dave Olson, our producer, you keeping a scorecard back there, keeping track of all this? Yes, I am. Thank you very much. If you could show it to me, that would be uh, very good because I've completely lost track after my attraction to Hideki Matsui. I really yeah, stopped you, you got to get back on the pop culture grid, Coach. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so our poll question today is vote for your favorite Yankee girlfriend or wife. Absolutely. Call in. 888-463-6748, or you can email us at Mike, M-I-C, Mike, two, number two, guys at AOL.com. Could we get back to uh, meat and potatoes, please? Absolutely. Stop sidetracking me, will you? I'm sorry. You know I get interrupted very easy. But, uh, uh, well, uh, we're going to move to some NFL football and college football, but, you know, closing thoughts on baseball. The season comes to a close, the long off offseason. Uh, congrats to the Yanks. They were awfully good. Philadelphia Phillies, I think, Gave it a good shot, but the Yankees, I think, really almost from start to finish, they were the best team in baseball. Yeah, and and this obviously go it goes back to to the early Jeter years or Jeter when he first came up with the Yankees that they are now the team to beat in order to become world champions. The the road goes through New York, mm-hmm. and in order to become a dynasty, they said this about the Phillies, you have got to beat in in modern baseball either the Yankees or the Red Sox, the two teams that can write the checks. However, things can change in a hurry. We've seen that too. Teams that have been down, sure. that you know, so sure. But it, in baseball, it's very difficult to compete if you're a small market team mm-hmm. because there's no salary cap. And if you can just write checks for the best players, what do you do? I mean, what do you do if you're, you know, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays who have done a great job with their farm system? Mm-hmm. Those guys become free agents, and the Yankees can offer them the world. You know. Uh, but there are teams, and maybe they haven't won World Series, but Minnesota Twins. Right. Classic example. Oakland right. A's for a while. Uh, Atlanta Braves, I know they're not a low-payroll team, but they certainly have never been super big spenders, and they always have been very competitive and did win a World Series. So I, I don't know that it's as impossible a, as you're making. A few things you're, you're a few commonalities with those teams that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. One, the Minnesota Twins play the game better than anybody in baseball. Yes. It's the only major league team where I see when there's no guys out, ground ball the infield, the second yep. baseman goes to back up the first baseman. Yep. How often do you see professionals do that? Yeah. Number two. They're the arch rival of our beloved Chicago White Sox, who we root for here, our show based out of Chicago. But even as our arch rivals, you do have to be impressed because you're exactly right. They approach the game, they play it the correct way. Ron Gardenhire, and before him, Tom Kelly. Two great managers. Absolutely. Number two, you talk about the AL Central. is really a, a division of smaller market teams. Now, I know you have the White Sox, but the Cubs take so much attendance away from them in all reality that they don't have the same kind of payroll mm-hmm. as maybe a larger market team. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's easier for Minnesota to compete. All right. Well, the New York Yankees certainly not a small market team, large market team. They pull it out, win the series, four to two over the Phillies. The Phillies almost went back to back, and uh, they won it in brand new Yankee Stadium. Pretty cool too for a new stadium to break in a World Series winner. Yep, and that stadium caters to that lineup for sure. How many home runs they had? Two hundred and fifty or something like that. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of ding-dongs. Jumped out to a, what, a 2-0 lead yesterday in the uh, second inning. Hideki Matsui got him going, and they never looked back. Pedro Martinez, the Hall of Famer, on the mound for the Phillies. He helped him out a lot along the way. It was a good pickup, but did not have his best stuff last night. You know, Pedro and the Yankees, they go back a ways. Yeah, and yes, sir. Yes, sir. There, there's a lot of history there. And with Pedro, it seems like, and I don't know if you, you may disagree with that, but at this point in his career, there's such a fine line. Mm-hmm. between whether or not he has an outstanding performance or 
a terrible performance. It doesn't seem like there's much in between. Because and it is weird, isn't it, seeing him in a Philadelphia Philly uniform? Yeah, I was at his debut, I remember, interviewing him. And he comes off very confident, very cocky, which is what you need in a guy, you know, a 37-year-old, 38-year-old who's pitching game two of the World Series. But it's so dependent on the fastball. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but the velocity just wasn't there last night. And when you're getting down 85-86, it seems fast to you and me, mm-hmm. but to a major league hitter. I mean, they're going to hit him all over the place. And you mentioned you were there. You were covering it as a press, quote-unquote, guy, covering for who? For the Associated Press. Very nice. Yeah, I have to forget, you know, i got to reintroduce myself Absolutely. in some ways. Of course, me and Seth did a show. Uh, you helped fill in on a show we used to do called The Morning Break. Right. You're in the Chicago area. But uh, so you cover uh, some baseball games. You've been in the clubhouse, White Sox, Cubs, covering other teams. Yeah, at this point, I've pretty much had the opportunity to be in every major league clubhouse, mm-hmm. which is great, you know, and not to name drop or anything, but you, you just get the opportunity to meet guys and see stuff behind the scenes and how lineups are put together. Really gives you an inside look into baseball mm-hmm. and really has improved my baseball knowledge. Did you get to go inside a New York Yankee clubhouse this year? Yes, I did. Cool. Yes, Tell I me. did. It, 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 that, that in and of itself is a unique experience. You know, I had the privilege of seeing Mark Burley's perfect game, as you know. Wow. And, um, it was pretty frantic there. Well, when the Yankees came, they have media all over the place. Burley perfect game wasn't against the Yankees, was it? No. Okay. But uh, there's comparison. I mean, the energy in the Yankee clubhouse vis-a-vis the media mm-hmm. paralleled that of the Burley perfect game. I mean, it's constant. It's competition. It's the only major league club that has a radio station traveling with it full time. Wow. Seven beat writers. The Yes Network. I mean, you have to really fight. It, when you think stereotypical media, you have to really push and shove and fight and interrupt and, to get your questions asked and answered. And the scene you're describing is is not for a playoff game. This is just a regular, regular season one game. out of 162 baseball yes. games. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's an unbelievable atmosphere vis-a-vis wow. the writers. And you wonder, you almost... The description that you describe, if I could make that weird odd description that you describe, it would almost, you gotta respect the Yankee players. 162 games of that. Each and every day they're under that kind of right. limelight like that. I guess A, you get used to it, but B, pretty good job to overcome that and still be able to concentrate on the game at hand. I think that's one of the reasons you go to become a Yankee is because they care about it so much and you get to be in the limelight. You get to date actresses, Kate Hudson, Minka Kelly. Girl that Nick Swisher's dating, who was in American Pie. But anyways, I'm <laughs> sidetracking. <laughs> I th- yeah, I, th- I think that's one of the reasons you become a Yankee. Certainly, mm-hmm. is is for that, for the glamour, for right. the glory, and right. to win a World Series. Only on two guys at a mic here. Instead of talking, breaking down the game, we're spending a lot more time breaking down the uh, wives and girlfriends of the New York Yankees. It's our baseball. Swan Song Show today. You have any comments? Uh, talk about your team, maybe your favorite memories, thoughts from the season gone by. It's a little weird. It's November 5th, but uh, it's wrap-up show, so we'll pay a little more attention to baseball than we normally would. 888-463-6748. You got some thoughts on that? You want to email us at Mike? Two guys at AOL.com. You can do that. When we come back, we'll all break into some other sports, too. we got some NBA thoughts. And I know it's a Thursday. We start to look ahead to a big weekend of football set, both collegiate and NFL. So with your permission, we'll talk a little of the uh, leather pigskin also. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, quick break. Back in a minute. TalkZone.com. It's the coach. 
and Seth Groen in the house. Phone lines are open on the Youth Sports Fan Forum, 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's your host, the coach, John Cohn, on TalkZone.com. And we are back on the TalkZone.com. The Youth Sports Fan Forum is coming up the next hour. Brand new show that it's going to be on each and every Thursday. This is two guys and a mic, Seth Gruen, and the coach with you, David Olson, our fine producer. And you haven't met him yet, but our general manager, the commander. Chris Whitting is running around somewhere in the background, probably disgusted by the two of us actually doing this show. Oh, really? But the commander-in-chief is walking around somewhere. The general. Huh? The general? Yeah. Very, uh, is a slight individual, but a very scary-looking one also. Big guy? Huh? Big guy? No, no, no. Only big in stature. Uh Not physically big, but a man that could stare a hole through a brick wall. Wow. 888-463-6748, the way to get through to us, or Mike2Guys at AOL.com. we got football coming up tomorrow. We are going to play Beat the Schmoes. Yeah, which I've played, yeah. Other radio programs, other internet sports talk shows, you know, prediction shows, Beat the Pros. Here on thetalkzone.com, two guys and a mic, you're going to be able to call up, pick any three games, and we call it Beat the Schmoes. And I know, Seth, you in the past have been proud to be a schmo. Yes, I have. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I have. We are the Schmoes. And there are some good uh, good matchups coming up in NFL football coming up over the weekend, uh, including a Monday night game, Pittsburgh at Denver. That's good stuff. Sunday night football, you got Dallas at Philadelphia. Again, we'll get into it a lot tomorrow. It's our baseball swan talk show, or swan song show here. But uh, we could talk a little football, too. Um, Carolina at New Orleans. See if somebody can knock off the New Orleans Saints. Good matchups. The Ravens at Cincinnati. So there's some pretty good uh, big games at the midway point of the NFL season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I think that New Orleans schedule looks very favorable for a run at the undefeated thing because they're going to be favored in every single game they play from here on out. That is a good football team. That is a very good football team. Undefeated. Because what are they seven and zero right now? Right? Yeah, seven and zero. So we're talking sixteen and zero. Coach, you got the best quarterback in football, in my mm-hmm. opinion, and I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's getting there. I'd With, say, you know, if he were to get injured and his career ended right now, Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, he'd be maybe marginal. if if it ended right now on the outside looking in. But you're right; he's maybe only a couple years away. And and not to mind what what he does so well is he spreads the ball around. They're very difficult to defend mm-hmm. via the pass. You've got a running game to support it. A trio of great running backs: Reggie Bush, your home run hitter; Mike Bell, the smash kind of 
hard-nosed bell cow back, and you've got a Pierre Thomas who's shifty and, and really probably the featured back on that team at this point. University of Illinois' very own. What happened to Deuce McAllister? I don't follow New Orleans Saints football like a true pro sports talk host should really do, but is the Deuce still playing? Uh, I think he's unemployed right now. Really? But they cut him. Not even a member of the New Orleans Saints? Not even a member. And that was tough for them. He was he was really the equivalent to that franchise like like we felt about a Kerry Wood here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Regarding the Cubs. Yeah. Well, what, what you said about closers, you could almost say the same thing about running backs in the NFL. Right? Uh, see, You're I a star a for a year, easier. star for I mean, Sean Alexander, Seattle Seahawks. Best running oh, back I in see, the NFL. I see what you're saying. But, you know, Deuce McAllister, he, was, he was, wasn't the best, but he was elite. I see what you're but saying. But it lasted about a year. You can lose it quickly. Yes. See, I, th- I think, though, the, the one difference is it's, it's difficult to find another closer. But... Running backs seem to, to come at, at, in higher quantity. There, mm-hmm. There's a plethora of good running backs. Good. A lot of that has to do with the offensive line. Look, you look at a Mike Shanahan; he can make anybody into a thousand-yard rusher. Mm-hmm. So, if they could send one over to the Chicago Bears, that would be very nice. By the way, yeah, it's that good. easy. If it's and I think we got a pretty good one. A Matt Forte he was last year. He's suffering the sophomore jinx right now. But if it was that easy, uh, please uh, send a note to Ron Turner and the Chicago Bears. You know, Coach, can, can we digress just for a sec? Can we talk Bear football? I know you want to I'm not stay sure, national. but I think since the show started at 10.01, we've been digressing. Yeah. I, 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 so I, why I, should we change now? I've, I've got stuff on my mind. I, <laughs> I, Matt Forte, you know, you talk about him. He's a guy that everybody thought was a top five running back in the NFL coming into the season. Blah, 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 blah. But why, why did people think that? This is a guy that averaged 3.8 yards. Mm-hmm. Per carry as a rookie, that's crap. That's garbage. Yeah, top five. He uh, that would be an extreme. That would be someone drinking a serious dose of the Chicago Bear Kool Aid. But I think we were safe in saying, hey, guy's only a rookie. He looked pretty good last year. He has the potential of being one of the better NFL running backs. We could actually have a running game. And so far through seven games, that has not happened. No, not at all. And I don't understand. His yards per carry has been atrocious since mm-hmm. he entered the league. It's just all they did was give him the ball last year. That's why he was able to rack up 1,200. I mean, the amount of touches he got. I think, didn't he lead the league in touches? Yeah. Maybe Adrian Peterson did, and Matt Forte was second. Yeah, well, they never took him out of the game last year. And no. in addition to running him, they threw the football to him because, as you know, at Ron Turner's Chicago Bear playbook, throwing the ball down the field is it's not non-existent, but it's a rarity. You know, it's the, like a rare treasure, like once or twice a game. Let's throw the ball over 15 yards. Meanwhile, you watch Tom Brady and the New England Patriots play, and they'll, you know, every series, mm-hmm. they'll throw three, four, five down the field. Well, it's also about personnel and whatnot. Uh, and I, don't, I don't know if they trust the receivers yet. Oh, that's a bunch of garbage. That's a bunch of you could put a you could put the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots with the Chicago Bears team right now. Have them run the same plays, and I'm not saying they would have the same equal effectiveness that the Patriots have had, but they'd be doing a lot better. Because so much of what the Patriots do is about developing their talent into their scheme. Yeah. Drafting for their scheme. So the the Bears' talent, the Bears' roster is not equipped to run that offense. Not well, see, that, that's where I would disagree with you. I think the, they, they would, again, maybe not quite to the excellence that the New England Patriots of a couple of years used to run it, but I, I think... You know what? If you had that same play system, same offensive system, I think they'd be right close to it. Well, coach, the, there's, the, there's the talent there. You no, just the, have to throw. Okay, the ball. Co- coach, you 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 name me one player 
who's as good as Randy Moss on the Bears roster. Well, I'm not they have, saying they have a Hall of Fame quarterback, yeah. they have a Hall of Fame receiver I running that, that offense. You've got Earl Bennett. I've seen him. He's got hands. He can catch the football. We don't want to be too much of a Chicago dominant sports show here, but uh, we are Chicago guys. We'll talk it real quick here. Uh, so you got a guy, you know, great quicks. Southeast Conference all time leading receiver, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. The Southeast Conference, the best passing conference in the country for many, many years. He's number nine. I'm not saying he's Randy Moss, mm-hmm. but guy's got talent. Johnny Knox. Out of a small school, we've seen enough out of him to know he can catch it if it's thrown to him. Blazing speed. Devin Hester, not a great receiver. He's better than we ever thought he would be. Blazing speed. you got three guys with great speed. Maybe they're not the best receiver, but they're all pretty good. You add in one of the best receiving tight ends in football and Greg Olson, and you got theoretically, supposedly anyways, a top-10 NFL quarterback, and you're telling me? With that group, you can't establish a downfield passing game? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're not the Patriots. When you look at a Randy Moss, that's a first-round draft pick. There's a reason those guys fell in the draft. Mm-hmm. There's All a right. reason. 888-463-6748. Talking a little NFL football. Producer David Olson, I see somebody on the line, but we do not have anybody on the line. <laughs> uh, as the whole button is beeping. But So that that's my theory, anyways, is that you, you put a good coordinator, a good system... NFL players, again, maybe not the exact same effectiveness, but they will rise to the occasion. It's like, it's like, it's like school with kids. They've done studies, I'm sure you've seen before, where if teachers are told, you know, where I'm, you know where I'm going? If teachers are told that your students, they've done studies beforehand, are, are underachieving students and not so good. Okay? The teachers will, uh, the, the kids almost achieve to the level of the teacher's expectations, if they're told that beforehand. The same group of kids, if the teacher is told this is a high-achieving, highly motivated group, same group, many studies done on this, they will teach to that level, and those same group of kids will achieve a lot more. So in other words, if you expect more, you will get more. So I don't buy that argument. For the, And again, I'm not saying they'd be exactly as effective as the New England Patriot offense in its heyday, but I think they could come close. You think they could be a record-setting offense? Huh? You think they could set records? Well, not sure Jay Cutler is Tom Brady just yet. Okay, because I, I, just to be clear with that statement, the Patriots' heyday is 50-plus passing touchdowns. Yeah, I didn't say they'd be that good. Right. But the difference between the Patriots and their heyday, when they, I mean, you know, they made the 17-yard pass, the 13-yard pass, the 19-yard pass look routine. They made it look easy, the Bears, to complete one of those passes. It's like, wow, unbelievable. They make it so hard. So I'm saying that, no, the difference is not as much talent as it is system. Well, I can accept that. I'm not saying I, I think the Bears' play calling is very suspect. Mm-hmm. I think it's very suspect. I think their talent development, though, is even worse. Yeah, well, it's not a good combination either way. Not a good combo either way. Now, you get other games of uh, interest coming up, and again, tomorrow we'll concentrate more on football, but Monday night's matchup, Pittsburgh at Denver. Denver, for real or not, people still questioning. Dallas against the Eagles, Sunday night. That should be a heck of a game. Oh, yeah. Divisional game. That's huge. That's huge. Isn't that? That's four first place in the division right now. Philadelphia Eagles have, uh, what, hit the bottom of the road when they lost to Oakland. They looked pretty bad. Mm -hmm. And then they beat the Giants pretty handily. Last couple of weeks, including the last week, was the Giants game, right? Mm-hmm. So they have hit both extremes. Going to be interesting to watch. Midpoint, 
of the NFL. And you know, as we hit the midpoint, things start to shake out a little bit. And also one of the things we will get to here is it happens every year at the midpoint of the season. Some teams are going to start to, that look good right now, are going to fade in the second half. And there's, there's maybe one. Maybe two teams that are looking not so good right now that are going to get hot in the second half and make a playoff run. Maybe even Tennessee Titans, 0-6, won their last game, right? Jeff Fisher, great coach, winning tradition at Tennessee. Could they get on a run, start 0-6? They would have to win out. I guess guess the Colts last year won eight straight games, Mm -hmm. but they would have to win out to make the playoffs. You never know, but... well. Yeah, that's 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 a little bit wishful thinking down there. How about nine out of ten? Could they sneak in a nine? Nine, nine and, seven? and seven in that division. You you still got the Jaguars who are a few games ahead of them, even though they beat them. Mm-hmm. But and you got the Colts cruising. All I right. mean, they are cruising. Going to be interesting to watch as it unfolds. Week eight, are we at the official halfway point of the season? I guess we would be after this week's games. Yes. All right. We Beat the Schmoes. We'll play tomorrow. Pick any three games. And I know you've been a proud Schmo in the past. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I have. And you can pick any three games in any sport. That's the great thing about it. You're not no, focused no, no, on... no. It's got to be football. I, I mean, During college football. football right. or yeah. yeah. We used to say high school when it was a Chicago area show only, but I think we'll stick to it. It can be college or NFL. Pick any three games. Yeah, I mean, in other words, you, you can cross it over and yeah. stuff. And what, yeah. Be interesting. You, you could, you're a creative coach. Develop some sort of game where you're... You're d- dipping into the basketball, testing your across-the-board sports we might, knowledge. We might, if it works out well during the football season, when football ends, if it's that popular, if there's massive demand. <laughs> Once again, we need that laugh button. If there's massive demand, then, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll play Beat the Schmoes of a non-football variety. But that's coming up on tomorrow's show. We'll make sure we do that. And we still don't know what prizes we're going to be giving away here at the TalkZone.com. Dave Olson, I'm sure our... Fine producer, the bodyguard, will have many fine gift certificates we can be giving away. Yeah, it would be great. Maybe a night out with Dave Olson and family, our producer. Really? That's charitable of him. I'm not sure if that'll be the winning prize or that'll be the prize for the people that are, you know, the consolation prize. Sorry you did not win today. You went 0-3, but... Or maybe the person, yeah, the the absolute last place should get it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. 888-463-6748. Seth Gruen and the coach here on thetalkzone.com. We call this fine show Two Guys and a Mic. Join us. Give us a call back in about 38 seconds. Answer 
fuck my bitch do? Answer the phone! And we are back on the TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic every Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock until 11 o'clock. Of course, that is central time adjusted via the time zone you might be in. It's our baseball swan song show of the season. Coming to an end if you're a Yankees fan, if you're a Yankees hater. Either way, give us a call if you're a baseball fan. You want to talk about your team again at Swan Song Day. Not a whole lot of baseball talk after today, but the Yankees did win their 27th World Series. And if you're keeping track at home, that's 27 more than the Cubs have won in the last uh, 100 years that they pulled out. Eight, I'm sorry, seven to three as they knock off the Philadelphia Phillies win the series four games to two. Our phone number here, 888-463-6748. I got to work on my 888. I'm going to start to run through that. Eight, eight, eight. Thank you very much. Four, six, three, sixty-seven, forty-eight. Our email is Mike Two Guys at AOL dot com, and we're going to go out to the phone line. He's been hanging on for a while. We appreciate the hang time. It's caller Boz checking into the talk zone. Boz, how are you? I'm great, Coach. How are you? We are doing outstanding here at the talkzone dot com, and I know you uh, have a show that runs at another time because this, in fact, is a line I buzz. Absolutely. Tuesdays, 4 to 6. You know, did you forget to bring Seth his coffee this morning? He seems a little uh, like he was out later. Seth, he's fighting through it. Like a good athlete, he's fighting through injuries, fighting through the flu, and if I catch the flu tomorrow, he'll be fighting a lot more than that, believe me. (laughs) You know, I wanted to know how you guys felt after the ball game last night, the baseball game. You know, the, the, the two prime guys they were talking to were were Pettit and uh, A-Rod, you know, both, of course, involved in preseason uh, steroid talk and whatever. And, and honestly, I mean, I was watching it as an independent sports fan because none of those teams are, are my team, and I'm too old to, to be in the uh, world of hating this team or hating that team. So I just watched the sporting event for a, a good and entertaining uh you know, evening, but it seemed a little hollow to me that, you know, they're interviewing these guys, you know, and, the, you know, things are so great and lovey-dovey, but, you know, six, eight months ago, they were interviewing them for different reasons and, and making accusations and calling people cheaters and all that kind of thing. How do you guys feel about that? Well, it just shows how how, how forgiving, really, baseball fans are, I think. Clearly, baseball fans are over the steroid thing. It's more the media that makes a big deal out of it. Yeah, I have to admit, when I watched the game, the fact that those guys had been caught doing uh, performance enhancing in the past, uh, I have to admit, Boz, it only played a very minor part of it. It's uh, I'm not going to say forgive and forgotten, but just not even forgive. It's just, you're watch- like you said, you're watching the sporting event for entertainment, and it didn't enter my um, mindset all that much, to be honest. Maybe it should have, but it didn't. Well, it, you know, it may be for me more so because I have a 21-year-old son who, who is really adamant against all that stuff. He's a health nuts and workout freak, and 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 he just kind of hates when this stuff happens and and people still benefit and they get not only the money but the limelight and popularity. And it's a a big discussion and topic point. Uh, in our household, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was it, it it wasn't uh, 
wasn't the same. It was a little different, especially since now with MLB Network, they've been showing old highlights with, you know, Tony Kubek interviewing guys after the Twins won in the 60s or whatever. And, you know, obviously it's a whole different era and stuff. But uh, it, it did seem a little a little different to me and a little, little, little weird. Well, Alan, I, th- I think fans oftentimes look at the whole steroid controversy in a totally different light than really the powers that be in Major League Baseball and, and even Congress, the people who have held the congressional hearings. Fans feel like a lot of people have cheated the record books by using performance and answers, by using the PEDs. Yet Congress is more worried about the residual effect that has on society. A high school kid who wants to make the major leagues, is he shooting up because he sees everybody else doing it and he wants the same advantage. Mm-hmm. Right. Speaking of Congress, what do you think about the return of Mark McGuire uh, to the scene? <laughs> Speaking of Congress, on the famous appearance of Mark, or actually almost non-appearance from a verbal <laughs> standpoint. Look, it's it's interesting because um, I I served on a panel in St. Louis, and they they asked the same question. It was a a press panel covering sports outside um, the game. So this was particularly germane. I can say from a baseball standpoint, and Coach, you and I have had this discussion off air, Tony La Russa is probably one of, if not the best managers in baseball. Yep. Not really a very nice guy. Uh, he thinks he invented the game of baseball. But nonetheless, you know, masterful at managing the game. And certainly, from a baseball standpoint, Tony La Russa would not have brought Mark McGuire in if he didn't think he could teach his team how to hit baseballs. Mm-hmm. Because regardless of whether or not you take steroids or not, there's a certain skill that goes with hitting or making contact with a 96-mile-an-hour fastball or being able to time a curveball as it drops through the strike zone. Yeah. So from a baseball standpoint, that's certainly – I don't think we can question that move. Being able to hit it and being able to teach it are two different things. And Tony LaRusso, uh, caller Boz, I'm assuming, is thinking that Mark McGuire could teach it. Are you – Surprise, Boz, McGuire, after that famous congressional hearing, disappeared from the limelight, not surprisingly. Are you surprised that he was willing to put himself out there? I'm sure he's smart enough to realize every city he goes to in year number one, he's going to be under the uh, the limelight. Surprised that McGuire took that job? Yeah, I, I, I was very surprised. I wasn't surprised when he disappeared after the Congress fiasco, and I'm mm-hmm. very surprised he's coming back and i'm very uh i'll be very interested when spring training rolls around uh you know he's going to be you know on on every clip uh, you know newscast uh for every day consecutively for the first few weeks i would think well, throughout, more, the, summer, throughout like the season say, yeah. as he goes to each city and stuff yeah. look uh, and this was a point i was going to make after that from mark mcguire's standpoint certainly he's coming back to baseball knowing he's going to face those questions he already has. And yeah, I mean, well, if, it, it, if, you, if you think the steroid controversy is over, or anybody who thinks that is dead wrong, I've, I've said it all along. Wait until one of these. Wait until it comes out that one of these managers has done steroids, or just another player, first person during their career. During or, their career, okay. not while they're managing. No, not while they're managing. Well, what's it going to do? Help, <laughs> I was gonna... help them write the pencil a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the McGuire thing, you know, I mean, he wasn't that great of an interview uh, when he was playing and stuff, and, and he's going to have to face the music, because if he doesn't, it'll just make things worse. And and also, I mean, he was a home run hitter, but 
what was his lifetime batting mm-hmm. average? You know, two sixty five or something. I'm not sure how. Now, sure, guys have said they've sat with him and looked film and film, and they've helped him and stuff. But you know, when you think of Mark McGuire, you don't you don't think of a, a, a you know a pure your hitter. He's mm-hmm. a home run hitter. Well, I don't know? think hitting for average really factors into being a good hitting coach. Rudy Jaramillo never played. Rudy Jaramillo, the recent some of the best coaches yeah. are ones that were not yeah, well, that great. That's true. The that's great true, players. But... And then one thing I'll disagree with you, Boz. I you said he'll have to face the music. I don't think he will. I think he will take the approach and probably, rightfully so, if I were him, that hey, I'm here to talk about the Cardinals, and if you want to talk about my hitters, I will do that. I'm not going to talk about my career, what happened. I don't think he will. In fact, face the music. I could be wrong, but I think not. He, well, and I agree with you, but the question's going to be asked every day anyway. And, and oh, eventually, yeah. I think something, you know, it'll it'll get to him and get to Larusa and get to the Cardinals. And mm-hmm. they, might, they might be biting off a little more than they uh, wanted to. Right? He, he can't sidestep it. He, he can't yeah. do that. He'll take too much criticism. Sure for he it. can. He can, well, he he can, can sidestep it, it very it, easy. Hey, I'm here. I'm here to. I'm a hitting coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm not going to talk about my career. I'm a coach, and I want to talk about my players. He can. I think he. I don't know that he's going to go that route, but I think he will. And sure, he can. So, but, that, and uh, what happens when the question is, "You're a coach now." Yeah. What you did in your career? Uh, how, how do you tell your guys not to? How do you mm-hmm. tell your guys not to take steroids? Again, I'm not going to talk about what I did. I'm going to talk about the Cardinals right now and the guys that I'm coaching. Yeah, I mean, we could talk it in circles. Yeah. Time Only time will tell. But right. uh, if you can't Sox take the heat, get out of the official? kitchen. Is that White Sox trade official this morning? We do not have total confirmation yet. I think that it is, but we will wait to see. And that's uh, the trade you're talking about, Mark Tehan, coming from the Kansas City Royals and the White Sox trading a couple of pretty good young ball players, Josh Fields and Chris Gatsalani, Boz, we got to rock and roll. We appreciate your checking in real quick. Your show can be heard on the Talk Zone when, where, and how. Tuesdays, 4 to 6, wow. uh, and through the springtime. Uh, we talk the line on football. Not much to talk about there, at least on the field. But uh, uh, basketball season starting and a lot to talk about there. We The fans are excited, and, and we go Tuesdays, 4 to 6. Mm-hmm. And welcome to the Talk Zone family, uh, Coach. And, Beautiful. Uh, Glad to be a family member with you, Boz, Thanks, as Boz. long as it's uh, we're sitting in opposite ends of the table. <laughs> you don't have the flu, too, do you? No, are you kidding? I'm the epitome of health. Make sure you visit your local pharmacy. Thank you, Boz. All right, guys. Take care. Beautiful. By the way, speaking of visiting your uh, local pharmacy, I did so not for a flu shot. But I'm picking up my son as a uh, almost 16 years old now. i got a little acne situation going on, right? So my wife Are you finally, sure he wants that broadcast coach? Probably not. My <laughs> wife finally brought him to a skin doctor. We got a little prescription from the skin doctor. Fairly harmless. Actually, two prescriptions, one for pills, one for cream. So I, being the nice uh, house husband that I am, thank you very much, hardworking sports talk host. I didn't say well-paid. I just said hardworking. Uh, go to pick up the prescriptions a day later. Well, the pills were like $5.25 from Blue Cross Blue Shield. The skin cream. A hundred and seventy dollars. I go, excuse me, you mean ten seven? He goes, no. A hundred and seventy dollars. Let me ask you, if, if they filled the prescription, are you committed to paying that? Because I put up a fight. I, I couldn't answer that. That that, but that is ridiculous. Why do you call it that? A hundred and seventy. And he showed me it's the actual cost. You know, what about my discount card? My member's first card. 
from Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh yeah, normally it's two thirteen. Oh. You got it down to a hundred and seven skin cream. A hundred and seventy dollars. Me and the pharmacist were going to battle, and then the lady behind me, older lady behind me, out of nowhere, she goes, "You know what? The, I swear to you, this. You know what? The Republicans were in charge. That wouldn't be so expensive." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, please." And I started getting the whole single payer thing, and then me and the pharmacist. It ended with me uh, paying the money, and then I told the pharmacist we're coming back tomorrow, and we're talking Afghanistan situation. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Unbelievable. unbelievable. Wow. Thank you for No much. price on health, Coach. Yeah. All right. Our producer, the bodyguard, David Olson, giving the wrap up sign. Seth Gruen, I know you were uh, playing injured today, my friend. I appreciate you fighting through the flu. Your uh, voice was painful to listen to, but what you said was right on, my friend. Thank I appreciate you. you I hope coming to be in. back soon. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> Make sure you're well before that, will you? I will do, will do. Because I'm we'll not going to pay for any 170-hour skin cream for you, believe me. <laughs> and my son is listening. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to call you out. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget, coming up uh, in about five minutes, the Youth Sports Fan Forum. It's going to be the two of us. Different topic. Thank you to our producer, Dave Olson. Thanks out there. To everybody who listens, we'll do it each Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, here on the TalkZone.com. Have a great day, and baseball's over. We move on to other activities.